0: live. Well, we have another edition of the podcast for TMDSL, um, and it is me, Go Irish, back in charge. Banks is uh, playing uh, dad at home, um, and uh, hopefully he'll be back here um, in this chair soon. Uh, but it is I, the one, the only STL in charge. Um, with me, I have uh somebody that I don't know how the heck he's doing a call with me, considering I'm a Notre Dame fan, he's an Ohio State fan. Um, this is gonna be a very, very odd mix. I have Sugar Daddy Kane Sean on the phone with me. Sugar Daddy Kane, how are you?
1: I am doing great. How about yourself?
0: I'm doing extremely well, my man. I'm doing extremely well. Um but uh we got a lot of things going on in, uh, in the Sim League right now. Uh, we have, um, we're right in the heart of the off season, right after the playoffs. Um, and, um, and right now we have, um, obviously the playoffs have ended and we have a new champion in Portland. Um, from what I understand, it's a collective of a bunch of people we should thank with that part of it being magic, Bruce and, I guess a bunch of people need to get a nice little hand on the back um, for this championship win. Um, so why don't we tackle that right now in the, with the playoffs? Is it, did the playoffs shake up how you thought they would go, Shane? Or did it show so uh,
1: Sean, uh, no, I, I really did not go how I expected. I was, I had to uh, pick the Nets to win. Uh, I really thought that Heves uh, was going to get over the hump this year. I thought that he was going to go ahead and win it, uh, but uh, he definitely went out earlier than I was expecting. I did have the uh, Trailblazers there. I, I just did not think that Magic was going to win the title this year. Uh, he's got a good team uh, and, you know, uh, getting Savage, landing Savage in free agency. Uh, was big for him. I, I think he had lost, I, I think it was Ray Allen that same year and then brought in Savage. Uh, mm-hmm. That was a big thing. I, I believe that that was Magic, was actually the GM at that point in time. Uh, that was a huge, obviously, part of why they won the title.
0: No, I, I went through the playoffs as, as it came around, and I mean, I, I was kind of, one, kind of surprised by some of the team's that went out. I mean, I really, really thought, just like how you talked about it, that uh, that this was going to be uh, the year of the Nets, especially when uh, the Thunder went down. Um, but were, were you surprised at all by uh, Eric getting ousted so early um, to, uh, I think it was the Heat?
1: Uh, not really. I think I, I had him beating the Heat, but I believe I had him losing in the second round in my prediction, so I wasn't too shocked by him going out Uh, in an earlier fashion. I I think that's kind of uh, what keeps happening to Eric, but uh, I thought he would at least get out of the first round this year, but uh, he ended up uh, getting knocked off even earlier than I thought he would. I I believe I had him losing to the Bobcats uh, in the second round, but yeah, I I thought he would at least be able to get past the heat, but um, the heat had some injury issues uh, throughout the year that probably made them a little bit lower seed than they would have been otherwise. And, uh, came to haunt Eric on that one.
0: What about the Thunder getting ousted in the first round. You I mean I knew they were a seven seed, but you I mean all season long that team battled injuries and, and things just not going their way. Um, and and I thought I really thought they were a dangerous seven seed. Um, were you surprised that they got ousted by the Rockets?
1: It's hard to say that I wasn't surprised. I, I actually did pick the Rockets to win that series, um, but you know, it's it's still not hard to be, you know it's still hard to not be surprised for to see the Thunder go out that early after how dominant they've been lately. Uh, you know, I, I know that that team looks a little bit different this year than it has in the past, but uh, I, I still really expected that they would at least be you know they were pretty competitive against the Rockets in that round, but I really thought that. Uh, the Rockets were going to be able to pull it out just with them having the home court advantage there. And, and they, and they were, but uh, I wouldn't have been shocked at all to see GBG make another run and get to the conference finals or the finals again, even as a seven seed. Yeah. I
0: mean, I, 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 mean, the Bobcats are, are, are the one team that really surprised me the most. I mean, I, even though they were a two seed in, in the East, I, I really didn't think, um, I really, Odin really surprised me with his team. I mean, he really put together a great team that gelled well. I mean, obviously now he needs to find a point guard again. Um, but do you think the Bobcats are going to be able to uh, repeat and, and try to get back into uh, the finals again next year?
1: Uh, I don't know if they'll be back in the finals again next year. I mean, that Nets team, st- even though they did go out uh, earlier than expected and, and not just the way that they, uh, not just the fact that they went out when they did, but the way that they did, you know, with the Sixers winning that series four to one, I think that to me was the most shocking thing. Uh, but with the Nets having such a strong team, I think I still think that next year they'll probably be, you know, the team to beat or right there as the team to beat in the East. Uh, so I'll probably still be expecting them to make the finals. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Bobcats, if Odin is able to kind of get things together to at least be a tough team, uh, you know, and be possibly in the second round or in the conference finals again. He uh, was there just a couple of years ago as well. Uh, that he seems to really know what he's doing when putting together a team that can make that kind of run.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, when I when I when my first stint around, he was the uh, he was the he was the head man in charge. So you I mean obviously he knows a thing or two about. What to kind of look for in with with the software with players and all of that because he um, he he's obviously putting together some good teams um, and obviously uh, I traded him that uh, point guard this time around that helped them get there but I think uh, Nash ended up retiring on him so yeah but, I believe uh, that
1: he yeah go ahead oh I was just saying yeah that I believe I believe he did retire uh, that Nash did retire it. Yeah, same thing. It was a very, you know, a lot of the pieces, uh, some of the pieces were the same, but it was the same thing a couple years ago when he was there. um, It was just based based off of some trades that he had made, and uh, he had a couple players that I had traded to him. I think uh, before he had uh, gotten to the conference finals two years, or I guess now it would have been three years ago, uh, with Purvis Ellison, and then he ended up uh, with Glenn Rice, and then, like you said, you had traded him Steve Nash and was able to get back there.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously, we'll, we'll we'll touch back up on the playoffs a little bit later on when we have our uh, when we have our call. We're going to have um, uh, hopefully Magic calling in, um, so we can um, poke and prod in with some questions um, and um, and uh, kind of get more playoff talk going. But uh, really, right now, um, the the one thing that is really on the tip of everyone's tongue that, that everyone is kind of talking about right now is the draft. Um, obviously you had some high picks. You you made some moves uh, to move around to the draft a little bit. Um, uh, obviously I've had a few picks already. Um, uh, how, in your opinion, what have, what have you seen in the draft thus far?
1: I think the top of the draft went pretty much as uh as I expected it would, Uh, you know, it it seemed like that uh, at least as far as pretty much the first seven or eight picks kind of went exactly how I thought they would. Um, But the first, uh, it seemed like that people, a number of people were surprised with my pick at six seemed to be the one that really kind of threw people off that uh, seemed like everybody kind of saw the top five coming. But it seemed like when I took uh, Thompson at six uh, with uh, Jonas still on the board, that seemed to kind of, throw uh, everybody through a loop a little bit that uh, there were a lot of people questioning that move, especially just the fact that I had traded down from two uh, and ended up with him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I really thought it, uh, at six, you're going to take you know, uh, Jonas. Um, and um, I, I was not expecting him to be there at eight for me. Um, and um, the two, the, I, I, at five, I mean, I, I looked at this uh I mean, I thought Clay Thompson, um, I really wanted a shooting guard. I, I wasn't about to overpay and move up to two for a shooting guard. I mean, when I thought that I would have a chance, to, Clay would fall down to me at five. Um, so I had that, but then, I mean, Jonas was in my in my mind. Tristan Thompson um, was, was there another player that I really liked. I, I really liked all three of those players. So for me to come down with two of the three players that I really liked in the middle of this draft, um, I, I'm really, really happy. Uh, but going through some of these other picks, obviously, Bullets get Ky- uh, Kyrie Irving, huge, huge win for, for the Bullets. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, he's, Kyrie Irving just looks like an absolute stud. Um, but what do, you, what do you think on um, Derek Williams at two? Did, did you think that was the right pick?
1: I, I did think I, I thought that was a good pick. Uh, not who I would have went with if I had been there, if I had stayed in that spot, if I had stayed there, I was playing with going with Clay Thompson. Uh, but part of that being, you know, that I've already got somebody in Benji uh, that's, that's playing the small forward position. And I don't know if I really was wanting Derrick Williams as a power forward. Uh, so that's something that I was looking more at shooting guard than it's than at Derek Williams, but I, I definitely did think that he was looking like one of the better prospects in the draft. So I definitely thought that was a good pick and understood that.
0: Yeah, no, um, and I was kind of in the similar position as you because I, I have um, Ackles as my small forward,
1: and, right? Uh,
0: and and I'm sitting there looking at, I mean, who I would have taken at two, and it, it most likely would have been. Um, I mean, I I would have reached on Butler, um, I mean, Kawhi Leonard possibly, um, Derek Williams, I mean, possibly. But, you I mean, both of those players, Kawhi Leonard and Derek Williams, they're, they're both small forwards. And, I mean, do I really want to stack up in a position or do I want to, um, I mean, spread out my lineup? And that was kind of the spot where I was at with my pick. But um, now that we've talked about that, um, Nuggets end up getting Butler – um, they end up getting um, Vucevic. Um, what do you think of those two picks for uh, for uh, for the Nuggets? What do, you, do you think Banks is uh, has got something going here?
1: Uh, I, yeah, I definitely think that's a nice little draft, uh, especially, you know, he held firm on Jimmy Butler. You know, he held firm at three. He decided he was not going to move up and try to make that, you know, make the move to, to try to get uh, up to two to get Butler. Um, and he actually had him – fall to him at three there just by standing firm so I definitely think that was a solid move by him Uh, and with that happening with him falling to him I know he had said actually that he would have taken uh, Mirotić at three had Butler not fallen so I think just that alone the fact that he wasn't making such a reach at three makes it even that much better for him Uh, and and looking at the prospects you know I think that uh, Vucevic is looks like a Looks like a good prospect, a good center prospect, uh, and I think it's going to be better for him than having uh, Mirotić.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, 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 earlier today I posted um, uh, that I was looking to trade up, and Vucevic was the guy that I had on my mind. I, I really wanted to pair Vucevic with uh, uh Val- Val- I can't even fucking pronounce these <laughs>
1: I, I Yeah, I just call him Jonas because I always struggle with that.
0: Jonas, yeah, Jonas. yeah, I'll go with Jonas too. I, um, <laughs> Um Jonas, I mean, I wanted uh, Lucevic to pair with Jonas. I, I thought having those two together would have really given me a pretty good front line for the future. Um, so I was I was contemplating offer, making offers of offering 18 and 20 uh, to move up to one of these spots, and then the, the Nuggets ended up taking them, on, uh, taking them there. So now, um, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm happily going to wait and see what falls and just take best player available from here on out. Um but um looking at this, you mean Hey guys. Um looks like we just had another pick taken uh in our draft. Um and uh this is Mac Biombo by uh by trophy in the Bucks. Uh so trophy and now in this draft has taken Biombo um, and earlier in the day, he took um, uh, Tobias Harris. Um, what do you think of that of That collection of uh, players?
1: Uh, I, I definitely like uh, Bisbeck. I know that we had actually, when we had talked trade a little bit, that that was one of the guys, uh, I think you had mentioned him at one point, uh, that that was somebody that you had your eye on, uh, defensive, uh, rebounding big that's not really going to shoot. Um, so mm-hmm. I definitely think that's a nice piece to add there. Uh, and then... Uh, Tobias Harris, uh, he he looks good. Uh, I definitely like him, somebody I would, that I would have taken a look at if I was looking at small forward. So I uh, think he got a nice pair of prospects there. I'd uh, be interested to see how Tobias Harris works out with that, him not being a profile player, uh, going with uh, some of the profile guys still on the board. Uh, that's one thing I'll be looking to see how that pans out for him. But uh, otherwise, the the grades look nice.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with you there. Um, what do you think about the bulls getting Miritich? Um, I I really looked at Miritich, um, and and I'm a huge, huge bulls fan. Um, and I had absolutely no interest in drafting Miritich in this draft to me. I mean, he looks like a player at small forward that really can't play defense, not going to rebound. Um, Decent outside scorer. I mean, I I just don't know. I I just don't see the appeal with the player. You mean, he was just a player that I I, I really had no interest in drafting. What what were your thoughts about the Bulls and Bruns getting Meretic there?
1: Yeah, he was not really a player that I was a fan of, uh, that he was not really something I was looking at, trying to make a a move at trying to get at all. Uh, I I can understand with him being one of the – few profile small forwards left uh, that maybe that's where his head was at with that. Just looking over his roster that, you know, he's got, um, he's got a power forward. He's got LaBradford Smith at shooting guard uh, fitting in that piece at small forward. uh, But it's something that I think he might've been better off uh, going with uh, Vucevic and grabbing a center there. Uh, I think that he would have been a better prospect.
0: Even the player taken right after Nikolai Meritic, uh Tannercuzzi, you mean I think that would have been a much better pick. I mean Tanner Kuzi can is just as good of an outside scorer, handles just as well, plays better defense, um, and is a better inside scorer. You I mean I don't know. I mean I I just didn't see the appeal on and you I mean, with the anti bull sentiment um with uh, the people that are running the file. I mean somebody like Miritich is, is just to me uh, is screams that this guy's gonna bust. Um that Eric and making the player profiles and, and soup behind the scenes that he hates the Bulls. I mean, it, it's just 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 red flag Miritich, you I mean to me to say do not go homer, Sean, stay away from this guy, do not draft him. Um, so you know, I stayed so far away from him um, that, I mean, when I saw that he had the draft up uh, that I was going to look at him at eight, no chance in hell, it, but I was trying to, um, I was going to work out a deal. If, if I could have, if, if Banks did not trade away his Celtics pick for next season, I was going to give him number eight, to come up to get a uh, and I was going to fall back to like 12 and, and try to get Biombo there and, and, um, and, uh, and hopefully get another um, another pick for next year's draft is my line of thought. But uh, when Jonas was still on the board, I had to scrap that and especially after the Nuggets traded the Celtics pick to get, um, to get uh, um, that power forward um, from um in real life, he used to play at the Portland. He plays with the, uh LaMarcus. Oh, Aldridge. Yeah. Um, he ended up getting Aldridge in, in a trade where he traded the the Celtics pick. So I had less of an interest, I mean, moving farther back in the draft with getting more picks in this draft where I already have five of them in the first round. It just didn't appeal to me. So thank God you want to stay on the board. Um, yeah.
1: yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say. I think that we had uh, somebody join in on the call with us. I didn't know if that was magic. Yeah, that's me.
0: Hey, Magic, how are you? Good. How are you? Hey, I'm doing extremely well, sir. Well, welcome aboard to uh, the podcast. Um, we uh, touched up a little bit earlier and on the the playoffs. Um, obviously, you had uh, you, you had a tremendous run. I mean, you ended up with the one seed. Um, you ended up. Uh, uh, going going all the way through the playoffs. I mean, to me, I mean the Kings really gave you a real tough run in the first round, and then you kind of cruised after that. And even the Bobcats, the Bobcats give you a little bit of a game. What well, What are your thoughts on on the playoff run this year?
2: Um, it was exciting. Obviously, I mean, it's my I think this is only my third overall season, so to to win it in the third season is pretty exciting. Um, I, I felt strongly going into the playoffs because I had put together and, and I tinkered a lot and kind of moved guys up and down in regards to the depth chart and how I wanted to set things. And I felt with the way we finished the season, that I had a good chance because I've been told that, you know, if you get in the playoffs, it's a crapshoot as long as you have a good and solid team. So um, I was excited. I knew I needed somebody other than Savage to step up and, and play well. And, and it looks like, you know, Curry, he ended up being the MVP of the playoffs and, and he came through for me really started, I think he had an extra assist or two per game than what his, his season average was, I think. So I think that was one of the, the key parts there. And uh, and also, too, I think it was Shromyle Swift had a, had a fair amount of blocks per game as well, which was huge all throughout the year. But just carrying us through the playoffs was important, too. I, I'm pretty
0: sure I just heard Eric masturbating to those words. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, looking looking at this, um, obviously you're – your your roster is at a point where there's a few you're gonna have a little bit of a turnover um what are your thoughts on next season do you think you're going to be able to repeat
2: i do um i think the big thing last year was i've got the core of my three guys of swift Curry, and savage and and last year was just a was kind of a big crapshoot and just putting the right guys i think the year before i had a lot of kind of mid-level guys or I had a mid-level guy and some lower level guys and just some fillers. Um, and that it was kind of the same thing, just finding the right guys to fit into the scheme. So, you know, my goal is to try and bring back as many of those guys as I can uh, and at the very least just kind of scour the what's left in the free agent market and just try and pick guys that do similar things to what the guys that I had were. I know there's a couple of specific guys I'm really trying to bring back, um, but outside of maybe like two of those guys, you know, the other ones I feel like that I can find. Um because again, along with uh, along with the three guys that I have on the roster, they're my 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 top three, so to speak. Uh, I think I can fill in around those guys and, and hopefully make another run next year
1: too. Okay,
0: uh, Sean. Sean, do you got any questions for our camp? Yeah. Uh
1: Just talking about you know trying to get that roster back together. Uh, looking at the re-signings, I believe uh, now did you have no one re- that was automatically just offering to re-sign? Is that correct? Uh, so I had, is Everybody's testing the market.
2: Pretty much. I had two guys that were that were end of the bench players that I just brought back so I don't have to worry about selling those later in free agency who were came back next to nothing. So but outside of that, you know, there's Gallagher, there's Sheed, there's uh Felix who's not really as important. Uh Horford is obviously the, the biggest and most important person who could potentially leave me. Um you know, so those those guys are gonna be important to try and bring back and then at least in the very end of it try and get if I can I bring back some some parable guys that can cover for what they did.
0: Okay. Um who was the team that I obviously I mean everyone especially when you're 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 <clears throat> on the top of, when you're on the top of the mountain and and you're looking mm-hmm. down who was the team that you kind of looked at that you kind of were a little bit afraid of a little bit tentative about having to go into a game against him, uh, go into a, a series against him? What, which team was it that you really didn't want to want to go off
2: against?
0: I mean, that's, I think the West was,
2: I think, not as much this year as the year before. I mean, I was an eighth seed last year, and, and I came in, I think I knocked the Lakers off in the first round before Drews came in and swept me. So, to me, uh, it wasn't so much a team. Um, my goal throughout the season was to find the right rhythm that, you know that I can get guys contributing you know cutting down on the turnovers cutting down on the bad things or the bad statistics and, and increasing so for me it wasn't a specific team I felt that going into last year that I had the pieces around my three main guys that I just needed to find the right mix of who to play and when to play them so I don't know if there's a specific team I mean as I proved the year before you can get it as an 18 and beat the number one seed so for me it was just finding the right mix and getting into the playoffs and then you know, as is any season, just hoping for a little bit of luck and, and the ball bounces your way a little bit, which it did.
0: Okay. Um, let me get your opinions on the draft so far. What What are your opinions so far on uh, on this draft this season?
2: Got to be honest. I, see, I, see I
0: you're a spectator in it because you, you don't have any <laughs>
2: yeah. So, I mean, I didn't do really too much, of, if any, really looking into the draft just because I have no – no picks. Uh, I think I talked today in, in the shout of just making some jokes of, uh, you know, just wanting the draft to be over. So it seems like it's it's got some interesting players. I know that Drew's made some mentions today. That, you know, he goes through mm-hmm. and, and kind of grades some of these guys. It's interesting to see how they how they go. So I know there's, there's Kyrie, Kawhi. Uh, I know you guys were talking extensively before I hopped on through a lot of guys. So you, you obviously know a lot more than me. So it'll be interesting. Uh, I know there's some guys last year that were tanking to try and get some high draft picks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they uh, they can make the right moves and package that along with some some signings and some developing and, and make a run maybe next year. You know it takes probably a couple of years to get get something rolling. So okay.
0: Um, now taking a look at uh, free agency, um, are you? Well, obviously, you I mean you're going to have to do some creative stuff because you, as you said, you have the three players that are pretty much putting your back up against the wall. Um, so pretty much you're just going to look to try to re-sign some of your old players and then try to maybe flip them for trades. Or...
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to take some, some luck, I guess some, some quote unquote negotiating to try and get the, get those guys back. Good news is, uh, for what I think that some of the guys that I have, what I think they're worth and what I'm able to offer, I think it lines up pretty well. Um, so I think it's going to similar way it came down last year. As long as I can find a couple of guys that I need, you know, I think it's going to come down to just finding that right, uh, you know, seventh or eighth, or that eighth or ninth bench player guy that's going to come in and play minimal minutes but do so effectively. I think uh, I had uh, a couple guys last year that did that. Uh, Felix, who you know I bought back begrudgingly the year before from the year before, you know, he came in and played minimal minutes but was insanely effective in what he played. You know, so it's just finding, uh, for me, I think, is going to be getting one of, you know, two, maybe three of those guys back that I can, which again, I think I have the room uh, for what they're going to, you know, they're going to command on the market. I, I think I have the room to go ahead and make that happen. Uh, and then just finding that those, you know, seven, eight, nine guys that are going to be able to play effectively for my team. It'll be the difference in the end. Okay.
0: Um, you're gonna to have to bear with me for a second. My computer just actually turned off on me. Thank you, my children, for uh, whatever you guys did to my computer today. Um, <laughs> it's uh, not uh, behaving or, or working properly. Who uh, am
2: I with, by the way? I didn't, I didn't know who, who was in here.
0: Oh, This, uh, is, that is-, this, is, this is you got uh, sugarcane Sean, uh, which is over there, and then yep, you have FDL, uh that's uh, th- that's on the call. Okay. So going around, you I mean I understand that you're an Ohio State fan as well and that you're friends with Drew. Um, can you please explain how something like this could happen? Because I, <laughs> I, I know that Drew is a huge Notre Dame fan like myself. Um, and i got a call with Shane with Sean who um sugarcane Sean, who is also a Ohio State fan. Um so how did this come to be, this friendship? <laughs>
2: That's actually a pretty funny story. Um, I, I met him, I think it was around eight, nine years ago, through a similar fashion that all of us have met. Through uh, We used to play Call of Duty. Um, <laughs> we used to play Call of Duty. And we'd get, for whatever reason, you know, we were a group of guys that were really good, and we kind of got tired of getting matched up with people that were terrible. So there was, you know, four, or five, six of us that so would all kind of play together on a nightly basis. Um and then me and me and Drews were we're very similar people uh, from similar similar backgrounds uh, in regards to where we're from. And you know, he's from Detroit. I'm from Cleveland. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, overall, not not different cities very much. You know, and diehard sports guys. So we, we bonded, you know, through that, and we became uh, became friends. You know, uh, you, you know, through Call of Duty, and then just became uh, close friends. You know, we, we there, there was a couple periods
0: how how bad is the crap talking with uh cuz i would imagine you guys were friends about the time that uh ohio state played uh notre dame with uh with uh under charlie Weiss, right
2: it was i think it was like a year or two after that we met i think it was like '08. i think it was okay that, that we that we became friends so it was right after that period you know at that time we didn't talk too too much sports in regards to at least trash talking with each other. Um, and as we all know, Drew, he can be uh, a very opinionated and insufferable guy sometimes, especially when it comes to Notre Dame football. But he would probably say the same thing about me when it comes to Ohio State. So. Um, but, you know, so it's we, – we take each other to a grain of salt. We don't let each other get too crazy when we're, when we're going into our home rhythms talking about our teams, so. I guess we try and keep each other grounded as best as possible.
0: So, what yeah. is, since, since I have two Ohio State guys on the call right now, uh, <laughs> what, is your, what are your opinions of the theme, of your team this year? Do you think you guys are going to repeat?
1: Uh, not looking, know, the way I, they're I, looking now. They, they've got a long way to go to be able to get there now. I would
2: agree. I, I think for me personally, my opinion of it is. Um, And and, and I know, uh, Sean, you read 11 Warriors, and I don't know if you read Ramsey's article last week just talking about that, you know, for us to expect, you know, what we did those final three games last year, to expect to do that every single game this year is just not possible. Uh, I think, I mean, they're humans. They're they're 21, 22, 20-year-old kids, even 19, some of them. So I think, you know, honestly, for them to get hyped up for every single game when they know they can just kind of almost show up and win, you know, I think it scared him a couple times at the beginning of the year. So I, I'm interested to see this week. I mean, it's my uh, my personal, I guess, hot take, so to speak, that I think that Michigan State and Michigan, I think, we're going to roll both of them. Um, I just think that Urban's going to have them pump up because he. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if they if they show up like they did the last, you know, few weeks, I think it could be close this week, especially next week in the big house. But uh, I think he's going to have them ready to roll. And and Urban Meyer teams going back to Florida, Utah, BG. He always has them up playing, you know, the biggest. Biggest and most important games he gets his teams hype to play, so uh, I think that'll be no different this year.
1: Now, if if Ohio State and Notre Dame were to get matched up in the playoff, let's say both teams get in and, and get matched up, are you and Truth gonna be able to handle that? Are you is there gonna have to be a, <laughs> uh, a hiatus or something, or or maybe we can get some kinda of, some kind of uh, smack talk and action going on in shout or something?
2: We could we we well, the funny part is the last like four four weeks of last season, I was sitting there, uh, and we would be talking. And I'd be like, you know, Ohio State's a really good team. They're starting to play well. They're starting to come together. I was like, I think they have a shot. And he would be sitting there, and there's you know, there's no chance they could ever win this year. Oh, you know, and he. So we we the last couple weeks of last season, we we kind of stayed away from each other, um, and then on the stretch run. So if that happens, you know, there's probably going to be a uh, couple days leading up to it, and I think we'll probably avoid the conversation. It's just best to, to not set each other off, but. I don't think there's any doubt that Ohio State would would roll Notre Dame if we played him in the playoffs, but you know. <laughs> that's my break. Yeah. I mean,
0: right now, you mean I'm a huge Notre Dame fan, but I mean I'm also a huge pessimist and you mean I would love to see Notre Dame um do well but I just I I keep expecting a loss to happen. I I fully expect Boston college to beat Notre Dame this weekend. And just for the whole year of 1993 to come back with Boston college after, I mean, just improbable win. I mean, it just, I know I'm going to get crushed. I I know it's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean,
2: I get that line of thinking, you know, I'm, I was one of the same way, especially last year, but, You know Notre Dame, in my mind, you know from what I can see, I think is one of the scariest teams to play. I just think there's athletes across the board. I don't think there's any doubt to me, at least that uh, that Brian Kelly he can coach. You know, so uh, they're a team that that honestly scares me more than even let's say like an Alabama. Uh, You know, I can go on all day about how overrated and terrible I think Alabama is, (laughs) but you know I think that you know I think Notre Dame to me scares me more than Clemson even. Um, and that may be crazy to say, but that's that's personally what I think. I think Notre Dame's got that pitch across the board, and and has a coach that can win big. At least I think can win some big games. Uh, when I don't, I think Clemson's shown a propensity over the past few years to to, to kind of lose those games rather than win them. So, but
0: yeah, you know, no. that's my Clemson's Clemson's always going to Clemson. Um, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, how that's going to play out, um, but. Um, I don't know. You I mean I, I? I sit there and I look at this stuff, and I mean, yeah, I would love to see. I mean Notre Dame um, win it all and and or have a great showing in the playoffs, but I mean, I'm fully expecting something bad to happen. You I mean the ball's gonna <laughs> hit like three helmets and go a hundred feet in the air and somebody from the other team is going to get it and run it back for a touchdown. And that's how we're going to lose. I mean, it's just too many just bad things that happened. I mean, it's, it's for me to get off of this horse. I mean, I, I just don't know. I mean, I just don't see it. I mean, I think they have a good team. I just, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I fully expect something bad to happen. I'm um, I'm a very, I'm a very big pessimist when it comes to rooting for my teams. I guess that's me being a Cub fan my whole life. <laughs> I mean, so, outside of the Bulls run and outside of the Blackhawks recent run, you mean I haven't had much to cheer on in my life in my Chicago sports fandom, um, other than those two runs. So it's like um, I just fully always expect the worst to happen um, anytime. Anytime something happens with a postseason or a playoff or for the championship run. But um but I tell you what, you I mean even though Iowa State is not playing well right now, um I mean you guys got the coach. I mean Urban Meyer is legit. Um the guy knows uh how to get his team ready for a big game. Um I just For sure. I just don't think that there is a way that um when push comes to shove, that he does not have those kids ready um, uh, for when the postseason comes around. so I really don't think um, anybody in the Big Ten could touch the team that he's assembled. Um, so I think that you guys are going to get past that, um, and then um, and then uh, in the playoffs. I mean, he just he knows how to get his team ready for big games. I mean, I, I really think there's a very strong chance that you guys repeat.
2: That's that's, that's the goal. I mean, I, I think we've got some injuries uh, that I I don't think can be over, overlooked. I think the, the wide receivers, are, although I don't think we, we utilize Michael Thomas enough, so that, that's my take. But my question, and, and, you know, to get this from maybe another Notre Dame's perspective, is what is it going to take? I mean, what are you guys missing at this point for Notre Dame to get to that peak? I mean, I feel like this is, the best team that that he's had and that you guys have had in quite a while, and, and you guys still don't feel like you're quite there. I mean, what what is it you guys think you're missing? I mean, what more do you guys? A defensive
0: need? coordinator that knows what the fuck he's doing. Um, our defensive coordinator is an idiot. Um, bottom line, I mean, the guy, um, he just blitzes and blitzes and blitzes, um, leaving the, the the secondary off the island. I mean, you, you can't keep blitzing a team um, consistently when you're not getting pressure. Um, I mean, if you're blitzing consistently and you're not getting pressure, you're just better just to leave those people in coverage. I mean, mm-hmm. why, I mean, why make it harder on your defensive backs to, to play the game? I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously I'm not paid a of dollars to coach in the college level. But I just, yeah, I I I just (laughs) I just see, I just see the the, what they what he does, and it's like, I mean, it's it's a very good reason why all Notre Dame fans are calling him Can Border because they they want him fired. Um, I mean, the guy just he consistently just, I mean, calls for pressure time after time after time, and it's it's I mean, it's furorating. It's like Tanu like where. I mean, Tanuta would do the same thing when we had him as our defensive coordinator. He would just keep on calling pressure. And, I mean, the pressure's not getting there. So you're leaving your corners. and mm-hmm. Your safety's off on an island now. Um, and they got no help. They got nothing underneath. I mean, they're going to, I mean, you're going to get the You're gonna get the wide receivers. They're going to run long routes across the field where your corners have to run with them. And they're going to get separation. I mean, you mm. can't just leave defensive backs open for that. I mean, you can't leave defensive backs to cover for that long um, without getting pressure. I mean, and that's the biggest issue is that, mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't think that we have a defensive coordinator in place that that, that really calls a good game. That's, but,
2: uh, I mean, I think, that's, that's obviously, I mean, that's that's what changed for us last year and that's what ended up allowing us to, to win it was uh, a, a big defensive overhaul which is actually something that I, and, and I'm and i interested to hear your guys' take on this because, you know, obviously Alabama was the king of the mountain for a while and, and, you know, they've kind of been knocked off over the last couple of years. And, and I noticed last year and, and especially into this year and, and watching more that there's, to me, a, a fundamental difference. And, and Notre Dame, I think, is is a great uh, team, much like Ohio State, that has kind of changed the way that defenses are. You know, because Alabama still runs those, those 300-pound defensive linemen, those 260-pound linebackers, you know, and then I, then I look at across the border like Ohio State and, and even Notre Dame. Some I mean, of you guys got that super freak athletic linebacker that are, you know, you got these guys that are 6'2", 6'3", but they're they're a lean 230, 240 pounds that can just fly around. Um, and, and that along with, you know, super athletic and long cornerbacks. I think that's it, – it's a, it's interesting to me to, like, notice it and, and see, like, an Alabama that's not really adapted with the times, and yet you've got teams like Ohio State and – and uh, Notre Dame with these, you know, super freak athletic guys across the board, where they're not so worried about having three hundred pounders. You know, I don't even think Ohio State has like one of those on their their all, or their defense. But I don't know if you guys, if maybe I'm just crazy. Have you guys noticed maybe the same thing. Or
0: well, you I mean, to me, college football, you mean runs runs in a cycle. You mean and I mean you you, you you'll see one team or or or, or one conference be up for a period of time and then it will switch around and and you'll see a change and a shift. Um, I mean, I think that's really what you're seeing right now in college football is you're seeing more of a shift. You're seeing, um, I mean, for a long period of time, the SEC was king. It was a cool, um, it's where all the players wanted to play. Um, and, um, and before that, I mean, it was the, uh, it was the big 12. you I mean, and before that, it was the big 10. I mean, before that it was, I mean, the ACC, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just everything just runs in a cycle in college football. So it's mm-hmm. never get used to something being the same for too long because, I mean, it, it's going to change. I mean, it's going to change. It's going to shift. Um, I mean, something like the whole spread um, offense, I think has really, really changed college football. And I think that's where Saban is having most of his issues is that um, he's, he builds his team to play a team like Wisconsin. That's going to try or LSU. That's going to pound the ball at you. Um, yeah. But when you get a team that's going to run three, four wide that are going to spread you out and throw you into a nickel or a dime package. And then, I mean, run the ball, um, out of those formations, effectively uh, against your nickel and dime package. Um, I mean, it's. It, I, I I just don't think that he's done a great job of being able to adjust. I mean, there's been a lot of talk about him complaining about um, about the speed of and tempo of the offense. He's saying that um, the, that the the tempo should be slowed down because he doesn't want more plays to to injure players. He wants to see less plays in the game, so obviously, I mean, he—it's not so much for the injured players. I mean, it's just talk. I mean, he wants to see the game because yeah. that fits his style, that fits his team, what he recruits, what he puts together, I and mean, he wants to see a slower game just, just for that purpose. Is—is is my line of thought. Um, and you I mean, I, I really think that um, until. He changes his defensive philosophy. I think they're going to have issues. I mean, I, I, I mean, you, you see how I saw it with Texas A&M. Texas A&M. Every time they play them, I mean, they, they or I should say, the last couple of years. I mean, they gave them issues. Um, I mean, you mm-hmm. spread teams uh, just give them issues. Um, uh, just because, I mean, they, they're, it's, it's not what they're built for. Yep. But you got you got teams like Ohio State and you, and you got teams like Notre Dame that I mean they consistently see you I mean multiple types of offenses and, and not teams that are looking to slug it out like um, like Auburn and, and LSU and and these teams that are just running I mean offenses that are just trying to punch you in the mouth I mean it's just I mean the more wide open game.
2: I agree. I think, uh, I think LSU's garbage. I don't understand how they can never get a quarterback that's worthy of anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't get it either, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, I sit there and, and, um, and, and look at that team and I, I just, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't get it either. I mean, they, um, they get, they, they pretty much get their run of the state and, mm-hmm. um, and um, they – for them just to, to um, not be able to get a guy that can play the most important position on your team, because it just seems like they haven't had a quarterback in, like, a decade, um, that they keep going from one person to another. Um, the only person, the exception, that showed any pulses at Medenberg. Um, I mean, but it just seems like um, – um, it just seems like that's their Achilles heel. They just – and look at the, some of the wide receivers that they've had that are, are producing in the NFL, especially Odell Beckham. I mean, yeah. I mean, how can you have athletes like that and you can't find somebody to throw them the flipping ball? I mean, Odell Beckham, I mean, you just have to throw it in the, the area code and he's going to go up for it. I mean, I, I don't know. Um <laughs> But, see, even, I mean,
2: even to an extent, that's it's Alabama. I mean, they they get they get five star after five star, and when was the last time you could remember a quarterback that was worth anything? I mean, maybe yeah. AJ McCarron, but I mean, he you know what did he even do to that extent? He didn't really do much. Uh, so. Yeah, other
0: than some college football games, not much to I mean, um, I mean, he obviously he, he he was more of a system guy. I mean, even that, I mean, what really won them games wasn't so much AJ McCarron as it was a big offensive line that would just manhandle people and being able to run mm-hmm. the ball, pound the ball down people's throat. That's what won them games, not A.J. McCarron. Um, right. But um, getting off of our college football talk, um, so what um, do you think in um, our Mogul League? Who, who is – do you think you're, you're the team to beat still for next season, or do you think somebody's going to challenge you? Uh, I mean, uh,
2: for me, I think it's going to be, you know, let's talk in a couple of days after free agency concluded. Um, I think if I, if I hit on free agency, I think without a doubt, I'm the team to beat. I think I've learned how to play my team with the three guys that I got. I think if I hit and miss in free agency on who I, who I wanted and who I was expecting to get, I get one or two of them, but not all of them. You know, I think it's going to be an uphill climb, and I think if I miss, which is very possible, I think that uh, I'm going to have. Uh, you know, it's going to be hard to say what I'm, what I do. So, I think free agency for me is going to be the biggest thing. Um, I mean, I think I'll stay competitive no matter what, just because of the three guys that I have. They can put up points, and you know, I can score with anybody in the league if I need to. But so, it's hard. I mean, I lost a lot. As I know, you brought that up earlier. We've only got I think three or four guys on. On contract yeah. right now, and and one of them doing really nothing. Do you think so, of, what
0: do you think of OKC? Um, you mean, going from champion to seventh seed to going out first round. What are your thoughts on that?
2: It can change in the year. I mean, that's that's it's it's hard. I mean,
0: I don't know what he lost
2: there, or you know, what he kept and what he lost. You know, but but like I said, I mean, it's it's a situation, and and that's what I said last year. and That's what I said this year. I just wanted to make it in the playoffs be the, the strongest team possible whether i'm a one or an eight seed so it's you know anybody can win it at any point you know it's just you know you could have the best players in the world and you know who knows what happens so it's it's tough He's had a he's got a good run though so i don't think he can complain in any way so <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: but
0: uh so sean do you have any more questions for our champion?
1: Uh, one other question for you, just I, I know that you uh, you you know Drews from playing video games. I know you guys play video games uh, quite a bit, so uh, I was just going to ask you. So uh, what are you what are you playing right now?
0: Um,
2: a little bit of Madden. Uh, the game seemed infuriating, and I remember why I hadn't bought it for seven years. But um, just finished Assassin's Creed. I'll, I'll probably buy the new one just today. Obviously, the Star Wars game came out, so. Uh, I've been playing that this evening. Took a little break here. I've been talking to you guys. I'm going to hop back on that. Um, other than that, there's not too much. You know, I don't, unfortunately, get as much time as I used to to play. So uh, I got my limited, limited time that I can play. But that's mainly what I'm playing right now, one uh, the, of the three biggest games, I would say.
0: Now, do you, you guys met, uh, did you guys play, um, like, Xbox or PlayStation uh, play, play, uh, play the games, or were you guys playing on the computer?
2: Uh, we are Xbox. We're Xbox three sixty and now Xbox One, so hmm. Got, okay. uh, the the gamer tag. Gamer tag is Magic forty four, which is obviously apropos to my name for the
0: Sim League. Okay. Um, so I mean Madden are you in the league in here with Madden with everybody in the league? Uh I was,
2: but I've subsequently essentially backed out. Um just because the game has been very infuriating, I, I didn't. I mean, me personally, I like to play with my team. I, I didn't like the the idea of the fantasy draft. Uh, it just wasn't really very fun for me. So that, on top of the fact that I can't keep up with them guys, they they play too much. I mean, I play. I'll play a couple games in one night and then won't we'll touch it for a week. You know, and that's not how they play there. They they want you to play a game every every two days. So <laughs> it's a little hard yeah. on my schedule. But
0: yeah, I mean, I. I... I am a person that I like to play sports games, but, I mean, it infuriates me when I play somebody and they will shift over their defense, they'll put a guy, um, like, move two, three defenders around, um, and all of a sudden I have this guy on my quarterback's back like a frickin' monkey just on his face off. I mean, it's like, where the frick did that guy come from? So, yeah. I mean, mean not, there's too much microing around in that stuff. You mean that, you know, that you mean these nano blitzes or whatever the hell they're called. You mean I just yeah, I just, just, just played a computer.
2: I've never, yeah, I've never enjoyed playing sports games against other people because even like it was bad way back in the day with like you know I'm a I am aiii am a big hockey guy. I grew up playing hockey in, in NHL, but you know those guys would just find like the the one or two things that like in every year that like, you know, just these, these you know, I remember one year, I don't know it was like the last time I ever like really played online was, you know, there was some some glitch with like wraparounds and you could score like every time and I was like, that's not like fun to me. You know, I don't I don't want to like find glitches in games and just sit there and use that. Like I just you know, I want to play like I want to play football. Yeah. I want to play hockey. The the way the game is played just on a video game. That's why I buy it. I don't you know and, and generally you're right, when you play the computer you don't have that that dumb stuff happen. You you know you, you have generally you can play the game as it's played and it's going to be a little, yeah, little dude, more fun that's kinda so. kind
0: of what my mentality is. I mean it's like why I mean why deal with it? I mean I just I just play the computer, I mean enjoy it, I mean build my team Exactly. And, and then I reset it every couple of seasons after I win a championship or something. Um <laughs> so it's kind of kind of what's uh what my mentality is and then I kinda of get bored and I'll take one game out of my rotation and then throw throw another one in and and uh, like right now, I, I keep flipping between Madden and uh, and FIFA. Um, I keep going between those two games um, just based off of the game, how bored I am on the day. But yeah. that's when I get my TV from my girls. My girls usually um, own the TV, and I only get the TV after they go to bed. or or And by that time, I'm trying to catch up on TV shows, or and, and then I'm fighting to go to sleep because um, I got work in the morning.
1: So, yeah
0: but so looking around um trying to go back to the sim league talk because uh, we've we've obviously uh, tackled um a good distance of college football that I'm sure have put half the league to sleep um, <laughs> then, we, then, we, then we tackled um some video games, which is going to probably put the other half of the league to sleep um Obviously, I mean we haven't talked about um numbers and stats and figures enough, so Eric has probably went to sleep about twenty minutes like two hours ago after <laughs> I get started um, but going back to the sim league um what what do you guys and, and i'm going to bounce questions obviously last off season um Inc put out some 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 feelers out there and some rule changes um I'm going to first bounce this off, Sean. Um, Sean, what do you think, if, if you could go in and make one change to the league, um, to better the league, what
1: would that change be? One change to better the league. Oh, um, at, at this point, you know, I would have no idea. i I've, I've, I hate to, to use that as a cop out, but uh, you know, just, not really having too much experience, I don't. I don't really feel like I know too much. What's uh, good or bad for the league at this point? Um, I know that uh, there was a big to do, uh, you know, around this time last last year with uh, uh, the shooting guard rule. Um, yeah. So that was something that uh, a lot of people talked about. I didn't really think that that was something that was going to make that big of a deal. Uh, but I know some people felt, you know, I know Ank felt pretty strongly about it, uh, whereas some others did not. Uh, but really, you know, any, anything like that, of, of you know, major mm-hmm. changes, I honestly don't, wouldn't even know where to begin.
0: Okay. How about, how about you, Magic? What if you can go in there and, and make one rule change to try to better the What, what would that be? I,
2: I brought it up, I think a shout, uh, about two weeks ago, or I think it was the last, uh, free agency period. It just, and I don't think it's possible, but I think it'd be really cool if it was. Um, just some type of like a, a like a loyalty tracker, you know? Because obviously, you know, you got these these quote unquote super teams that are being you know put put in place across the NBA in real life, you know. And that's where instances where some guys are maybe taking a little bit less, but they're coming to a team and and a situation that's you know it's far more beneficial. So rather than get more money and go play for the Knicks and, and suck for three years, they can come and play you know for the Heat or the Cavs and make a little less money, you know. So if we can, if there's a way, and I don't think there is, but I think it'd be cool to introduce a way where, like, there's some type of, like, a loyalty discount or, you know, where a player will be more apt to to go to a team that's a contender, you know, like, you know, come to the Trailblazers because they just won. We've got our three core guys back, you know, and and try and keep some of our in-house guys or, you know, bring some other people. And I don't think the software allows for that, but I think that'd be a really cool thing if there's, like, a way to introduce, like, loyalty or, like, you know the the will to win is kind of like a a rating of some sort you know, and that may dictate what what guys take and who they go to
0: yeah i mean i I, I really yeah I really don't um know how they can work something like that because mm-hmm. I mean I, I just don't know if the software w- would would allow something like that and that, I mean and the problem you're gonna have then is is you mean how do how do teams get the like, – Rebuild and, and, and get better. I mean, because yeah, the, the rich will always just keep getting richer. Um, mm-hmm. this is the problem that we're gonna have. And you mean, and I'm sure. I mean, what people want to see is, I mean, um, kind of what you experienced. You you're able to, you mean, step up and, and 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 we got fresh blood at the at the top of the, the top of the championship. And, and uh, I mean to me, because um, I did mogul baseball for many years, and and mm-hmm. uh, I always had very competitive, good teams that were always in the postseason and the playoffs. And the times that I was the happiest in the league was when a new team into the playoffs would beat me. Because I mean, that's giving someone else a chance. That's that's you mean giving more energy to the league. That's giving um, more people um, you mean a reason to be active and be um, be wanting to participate in the league. And 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 it, to me, that's the coolest thing. Is when you see a ton of participation. When you see a ton of people giving effort and trying, um, to me, that makes it fun. I mean, it, it makes stuff like this fun. Um, so, um, big kudos and congratulations to you for, uh, for your championship. Um, I mean, um, I, hopefully now that you're at the top, I hope you don't get there again. And I hope, uh, somebody else, <laughs> um, gets back, <laughs> up to the, back up to the championship. Uh, obviously juice has had his, um, so, um, I don't know, maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe Banks can do some magic. I mean, probably not, but I mean, who knows? I mean, um, I mean, maybe the Cavs, maybe, maybe Sean. What do you think, Sean? Are you going to be next in the, the championship board?
1: Uh, I don't know if I'll be in next, but I'm looking to try to make some moves and hopefully be able to do something. Uh, I, we'll see if it's going to end up being, if I'm able to pull some things off or if it's going to end up being one more year of tanking. I've got, uh, a bunch of picks this draft and uh quite a few for the next one as well but hopefully uh if not if not this off season then the next off season would be my my last looking as at a, at a uh, tank and I'd be competing after one of those two
0: okay um now taking a look at free agency this year um Sean I was going to ask you this question um and we talked about it a little bit earlier who are some of the free agents that you that you think are going to be um are going to be uh, key players this offseason and people are going to bid on
1: um i mean there's there's not a ton but i mean i think that there are a couple big men that people may be after um i know that uh he he might not want to hear it but uh somebody that was uh part of the championship run there uh, in Rashid Wallace that uh he he had a lot of blocks last year um, that he showed a, a jump up to almost four blocks a game, so I think that's something that people are going to be looking at. Uh, and somebody who 20. scored a little bit.
0: Uh, masturbation word. <laughs>
1: um, but he it, field goal percentage wasn't great, but uh, had good had good rebounds. Uh, had nine rebounds a game, almost four blocks a game, and twelve points a game. So it's something that uh, he's definitely some somebody that could help out a team, uh, as well as then there's. Uh, some of the guys coming off their rookie deals, uh, both uh, Gregor Clegane, the Mountain, and Bill Russell, that those are uh, two more guys. Uh, Clegane has shown that he can score more, uh, while Russell is definitely much more of a defense rebounding big man uh, that uh, the Mountain has shown that he can score. Uh, you know, He had one season where he had almost 30 points a game, uh, so there's definitely a few big men that people can look at. Uh, there's not There's really uh, not much as far as point guards go. Uh, uh, There's a couple guys uh, that might get some uh, decent offers. Um, Mustafa Shakur uh, coming from the Warriors. uh, He put up some decent numbers. uh, And then also from the Rockets, They have uh, Daryl Floyd, who was the I believe he was the number one overall pick a few years ago. So that rookie class that's hitting the market, he was the number one overall pick. So he had some good numbers last year. On uh, I believe they were the two seed there. Uh, So he averaged uh, nineteen points a game. What do
0: you think about Laron Ellis? Hey guys, hello. Hey guys, yeah. Hello. Hey, I gotta get. I gotta get going. Okay, man, oh, um, well, no, thank, thank you for, you joining, so us for joining us. And tonight, no and problem thanks, congratulations again, buddy. Um,
1: thank you. And, thank and you. again,
0: I hope you're not out there uh, wanting anything ever
2: again anytime soon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, yeah. Thank you. No, it's just yeah, fun. I definitely, uh, definitely want to do uh, another podcast uh, next definitely. time you guys do it. So. Awesome.
1: Yeah, well, thank, it, you, thank, All right. thank you for joining us. And, again, congrats, and uh, we we do not wish you luck next year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. And I hope you guys uh hope your teams do just as bad. So <laughs> um, I, I I'll I'll see also, you, guys.
0: you mean tank for Westbrook or Rose for me. Uh, <laughs> okay. So you mean uh, what about what about as we were talking before we were so rudely interrupted but from the champion, damn him. Um we were I mentioned the the name LaRon Ellis to you. I mean, he's a guy that really intrigues me. Um as, as a young player, good shot blocker, rebounder, um, what do you think about – do, where, where do you think he's – how much do you think he's going to command? Hello? Okay, it looks like um, I lost both of the calls. Um, so I guess we're going to end the podcast right now as I am now starting to talk to myself. Uh, so it looks like Ohio hung up. Um, oh, looks like sugar is back. Give me one second here.
1: Hello. Sorry. I don't know what happened there. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, FPL, I don't, I got dropped there. I don't know what happened.
0: That's really weird. Um, yeah. I mean, I was like, Oh, okay. We were talking and then you were gone. Uh, but what are your thoughts on Le'Ron Ellis and this, uh, this free agency? I mean, obviously you mentioned some of the other bigger names, but he's a guy that I think is a little bit under the radar that I think might command some decent money. What do you think?
1: Yeah, no, that was definitely somebody that I had meant to mention. Uh, I mean, I liked him actually a couple of years ago as a rookie, as a second-round pick. He was somebody that I had my eye on to try to grab in the second round. Uh, but uh, he has played well for Denver. He's put up good, uh, good – block and rebound numbers and has shown that he can score a little bit too. Uh, he has more assists than he turns it over. So, I mean, it's something that he's not really turning the ball over a lot, uh, even with he's at the D plus handling, uh, but he's getting good rebounds. Uh, he's only got a B rebounding, but he's still bringing down uh, 11, 11 and a half boards per game the last two years. Uh, so uh, definitely somebody that I think should be getting a, a pretty decent contract and somebody that, uh, you know, uh, not sure exactly who, who we're looking at as, as far as having uh, money to spend this off season. Uh, but there'll definitely be some big men uh, that are going to be out there uh, with him being one of them. That'll be a, getting a pretty nice contract and get some money thrown his way.
0: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I think he's, I mean, he, he fits a need within this league. I mean, that a rebounder that plays good defense. Um, you mean, Obviously, I mean, I, I, th- I think that he would be a fit for quite a few teams. Um, now, looking at the, the cap, I mean, in the cap room that of what teams have, I mean, it doesn't – it looks like you could spend money if you wanted to. We got the Bulls, the Hornets, um, the Bullets, uh, the Raptors could spend some money, Nuggets, obviously, um, uh, myself, uh, Golden State. I mean, do you see any of those teams trying? I mean, just none of those teams scream a team that's looking to compete, other than maybe Denver. Do you think Denver is going to get lucky and and maybe sign a player or two for a decent
1: contract? Um, I mean, that w- that would be something with uh, to for Banks to finally get some lot or some uh, luck in free agency. Uh, let me see if that is updated because I know he he had made the deal uh, for. Aldridge, so that's not showing. So that's so that those cap numbers are not completely uh, updated oh, yet. Okay. So, but he still will have uh, plenty of room to sign somebody because he, he did bring in Aldridge, who's making twelve and a half million. So he'll still have a good bit of cap space yeah, there. Yeah, he's. Eighteen
0: million. Yeah, he'll still have about eighteen million in cap room to play around. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> I just don't know. I mean, I, I sit there and I look at the teams that could possibly go into free agency and it's like teams like you and me and the bullets that are really aren't looking to compete until probably after next season. Um, and uh, I mean, I, I see some of these free agents that are sitting out there and it's like, I mean, who's really going to bid on these players? And yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some decent, decent teams. So it's, it's, to me, it's like, I, I think it's inevitable is that most of these free agents are going to go back home. Unless yeah, that anyone, that
1: would seem the most likely thing uh, for a lot of these guys.
0: Yeah. Um, so let's now that we've kind of tackled that, let's let's kind of go back to our draft. I mean, we really couldn't get much into the draft discussion with uh, with a champion on because he has obviously no interest. Um, now, not trying to ruin because I, I, I know you have picks, I have picks, and we want to try to keep our cars as close to the vest as possible. Um, but what are your thoughts on some of the remaining players in the draft? Are there players that are still um, – that, that are out there that you, that, that, that you still covet? Uh,
1: absolutely. There's definitely some guys out there, I think, that are still uh, some good players that could come in and contribute on teams or, or at least grow in. Uh, one of them being uh, Kenneth Farid. Um, I, I think of him kind of like uh, Bismack Biyombo a little, except for, uh, you know he can actually score some. Uh, just so
0: just you know, Sean, Sean, you're actually up with two consecutive picks right now in the
1: draft. Yes, uh, Banks had actually texted me to tell me that. So uh, just with us having the, the podcast going on, I'm going to try to get those uh, either either moved uh, in trades or have those drafted before the end of the night here uh, but, uh, and most likely after the podcast here. But uh, Fareed for, for is somebody that uh, I was looking at. Uh, you know, he's an underside. He's, a you know, a little bit smaller power forward, only 6'8", uh, but he's somebody that's a very good rebounder and somebody that can play some good defense and can score the ball a little bit. Uh, he's definitely somebody, I think, that's out there that could be really good. Uh, Yaman Shumpert is somebody who, you know, he's got an A-minus defense so that's something that uh you know he's obviously somebody with a potential and a minus defense that's somebody that you think could go in there and contribute right away uh as possibly a shutdown defender so that's something to keep an eye at as well uh that he's definitely somebody that i would possibly have some interest in uh especially with where you know the position that i'm sitting in where i've got uh jj reddick who is a, a scoring shooting guard uh that he would be somebody that would that would pair up well with him uh but uh those are a couple guys uh, obviously gonna gonna be interested to see uh where the Morris twins both go. Uh and then uh, a couple other guys that are out there would be uh Brandon Knight and uh C T uh Chris Tamburello. Uh I know that he's somebody that uh was uh one that Soup had made that uh Soup had actually done the profile on uh that he is a uh very small yeah, shooting I guard
0: who the hell that was because I, I i had no idea who that person even was and i was trying to get the jokes around the the profile um you I mean, i just never watch real world stuff I, I had no idea who the hell that uh, was
1: yeah i i was right there with you i saw that you said that you had to look it up just to even get in on the joke and yeah i was kind of the same way that i didn't really have any idea uh who that was i uh, I think I had heard the name a little bit just from listening, like Bill Simmons' podcast, uh, when they talked about reality stuff. But having never actually watched it, I, I you know, really only got it from that.
0: Yeah, you I mean there's. And I'm really, you I mean looking at this draft. I mean, I mean I really think there's still some. and just to touch up on what you said, I really think there's some still some quality players. I mean, you mentioned some of them. I really like Alec Burks as well. Um, I yeah. Think he's I, Nice score. Um, I mean, there's a lot of – I think this draft is just so deep and so good. Um, I mean, I, I really think that even uh, looking at some of the point guards in this draft that, that are still on the board, um, you mentioned one of them in, uh, in Brandon Knight, um, but then you also have Norris Cole and and uh, Kyle Avery that looks interesting, um, Isaiah Thomas. Um, mm-hmm. and, and depending and then you on have, how you're – Oh just like go ahead. Paul that I've never heard of in my life that is really really enticing to me,
1: yeah, one of the guys I was gonna say is you know depending on how your team is built, uh you know one guy who might be interesting uh to some people is gonna be uh Jimmer. you know he's somebody that has that a outside shooting, I mean he's a small guy. Uh, and he doesn't have great handling, but you know. So I don't know if he's really going to be something that how good of a point guard he's going to be, and if he could really even make it at shooting guard at six two. Uh, but he's somebody that, depending on how the makeup of your team is, that if you're needing somebody that can come in and shoot from the outside, he was he could possibly provide that. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it's, it's very interesting. The remaining players around the board, I mean, I think there's a ton of them that um, that we'll, we're going to see over these next few picks and with you having the next two, um, I have coming up 18 and, uh, and 20. Obviously, um, we don't want to give too much out, um, of what we have left. Um, God, I get, you got the next two, then I got 18 and 20, and then you got 28 and then I got 29. You just keep picking it <laughs> up. Uh, well,
1: I, like it, like I had said before, uh, it's something that, you know, I haven't been able to do too much with us having the pod right now, but, uh, I uh, had been in talks with some people earlier today that it, there may be some some trades on the way.
0: Oh, okay. Okay. So you're going to basically have people just go pick players that I want right in front of me. So thanks. <laughs> big um, but um, anything else you, you, you feel that uh, we missed up on that we need to cover or, or go after?
1: Um, I mean we we covered the draft uh, we we covered uh, the playoffs and we had gone over the uh, free agency and what we're looking at um, uh, what uh, were, were there anybody that i anybody that I missed on that you were thinking as far as free agency looking at no,
0: uh, no i think I think we pretty much hit it i mean we we've been doing this for about an hour and fifteen minutes i mean we, we we've talked about um, let's say college football for a bit we've talked about um, video games we talked about I, mean, I, th- I think we
1: covered it all tonight. Yeah, uh, we've uh, covered a range of topics, uh, and we we had magic on. Got to talk to the champ. Uh, it's too bad that RV was not around to be able to join us uh, at any point. Uh, so we'll have to hopefully get him involved next time, since he uh, didn't get a chance tonight.
0: Yeah. So, uh, any parting words before uh, we end the call?
1: Um. No, I, I've been. Uh, it's been another good season, been happy with most of my dealings with everybody. I uh, did send a uh, text to Dirt this afternoon and never heard back from him. Uh, he was looking to unload somebody, uh, and he said he was willing to send a pick over depending on who they'd take. And I sent him a text asking him uh, pretty early in the afternoon and just never heard back from him. So uh, I don't know what was up with that, but apparently he wasn't in too much of a hurry to move that guy.
0: Uh, he's probably drunk. I mean, probably, I mean he's probably he's probably underneath a i mean a heavy woman right now, and he just can't get up and, and <laughs> he's he's just probably not in a good situation, so um prayers go out the dirt, i mean hopefully you recover your injuries of not being able to respond to text messages um so but um okay well um Again, I mean, it, it, I think it was a successful podcast. I mean, this is something that um, I, I didn't get too prepared for tonight, and obviously, my uh, limitations with my computer, which I'm going to basically beat my kids with a baseball whiffle bat, um, without, <laughs> um, because I haven't touched my computer in weeks, and I didn't into it tonight, and you mean it just doesn't want to work and. So, I've been trying to do my best to navigate with what the system will allow me to do. but um, but I mean, I really want to thank you, Sean, for making this enjoyable for me tonight. It, it was great to uh, get to talk to you, even though you're a Ohio state fan, you're you're a great guy to talk uh, talk sports and talk uh, sim league with. Um, I hope to get you back on here again real soon. Um, and uh, to uh, the rest of you out there. Um, winter's coming best advice I can give you is do not eat the yellow snow. Um, Stay away from yellow. Um, That's the best advice I can give you going into this winter. Um, And to you down in the south that don't get snow, go fuck yourself. Uh, (laughs) So this is Sean and Sean signing out on another successful pod. Uh, And again, a big thank you for joining me again, Sean.
1: Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me.
0: Take it easy, buddy. Bye now.
1: Thanks, too.